What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark, and I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who want to make more money, change more people's lives, and have more of an impact in the world without spending any money on ads, websites, or even a funnel. Now, I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years, and in the last two years, I've helped over 500 online fitness coaches quit their jobs and take their businesses online. Also, 50 of those students are over 10K each and every single month. Now, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, squad? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. Today, I'm joined by two legends, two people who are making a serious impact in the fitness industry, two people who care about their clients more than anyone that I've ever seen, and obviously my badass business partner, Mr. Cole De Silva. We've got Chad, we've got Farshad, we've got Cole. Boys, what is up? I honestly was waiting. I thought I was going to get downplayed later. And Cole, he's here, bro. He's always here. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was like, yo, this kid's going to roast me in a second. I was like, oh, God, here we go. That was good. Love that. Yo, guys, so today's topic, today we're going to be talking about are your friends lifting you up or holding you back? And we decided we were going to get together and we were just going to like have some dialogue and brainstorm because frankly, I think this applies to not only your business, but also your fitness journey. And I think that there's a lot of fitness clients right now that might be starting their fitness journey that are seriously struggling because somebody in their life doesn't understand this need to grow. So today we're going to be talking about are your friends lifting you up or holding you back? This is an incredibly important topic, man. I can't sit here like on this podcast right now and say that I would be here and beyond built would be possible or anything in my life would be possible. Any goal that I've achieved would be possible if it wasn't for, you know, the friends and the people and the relationship that I've made over the past couple of years of my life. So I'm really, really excited to dive into this topic and preach the importance of it. Hmm. 100%. I love it. And like, guys, I think the goal is to have friends who elevate you, have friends who inspire you, have friends who lift you up and take you to another level. But let's be completely transparent here. That's not the reality for 90% of people. I think that 90% of people have friends that hold them back. I think that 90% of people have friends that are limiting their potential. And I know for me personally, like, man, I've been entrepreneurship was for me was like a very lonely journey for a long time. Because when I first started online coaching, like way back, like we're talking like eight years ago, I was like interested in building my online business, but I was also going out and part partying on the weekends with my quote unquote friends. Like when I first started this new venture, I didn't really have a lot of people that understood, you know, my entrepreneur like spirit, I guess. And so I, you know, I would work on the weekends on my online business. And then when I'd want to kind of slack off, I would just call my friends and they'd be like, Oh dude, like come out and drink with us. Like, it's okay. Like you don't need to work on your business. Like you can relax. And so they were my friends, but they just didn't understand my ambition. And so I ended up staying stuck in this friend group for a long time because like, I was just afraid of being alone. Like I didn't have any friends that supported my mission. I had friends that were holding me back and I didn't want to not have friends. So I just stuck around these people, even though, even though I knew that they were bad for me. Does that make sense? A hundred percent, man. Like, well, there's like a big thing. A lot of people know a lot of the stories that me and Brian have gone through, like when it comes to him helping me and like being the friend that I needed through this, but it definitely wasn't always like that. Like just thinking about the people in my past, it wasn't just like one person either. It was my entire past. It was like literally every single person I associated myself with. Like talking about one person holding me back is almost fucking impossible. And I don't want to sit here and be a dick and like put these people down and stuff like that. Because as much as I like that savagery, I'm also a little bit civil from time to time. Uh, And I still talk to these people. I just separated myself from them because a lot of these people weren't going anywhere. All right. They thought it was okay to do exactly what Brian just said. Like, oh, you want to grow, but at the same time, let's get fucked up every weekend. 
right? Mm -hmm. They only cared about drugs and alcohol. When I'm saying only, like when I say only cared, I'm talking about like, that's it. Drugs and alcohol came before bills. Drugs and alcohol came before like your friend's best intentions. It was like weeks and weeks on end of this shit. And it just got to a point where I was like, okay, it's time for a change and a shift because I feel like a lot of people associate themselves with, again, quote unquote, we talked about this the other day, losers because they've known them for a long fucking time and they feel like that's just who they need to be around, but they want to be something better. Yeah. And I like how you bring that up because, you know, you can think of certain friend groups that you've had over the years, right? And, you know, you don't necessarily need to completely, like, cut someone off, but, mm -hmm. you know, in a sense, it's natural for, for your chasing whatever you do want to chase for interests to kind of separate, right? Yeah. Some person's going to have this path and you're going to have your own path. And, you know, naturally you're going to start to distance yourselves because you're not aligned with the same things that you might've used to be aligned with. So in a sense, you can almost outgrow friendships and outgrow relationships. I don't really like using that term, but in reality, sometimes that's the truth because some person could just be like, okay, and comfortable with where they're at. And you're like, yo, fuck that. Like, I don't want to live that life anymore. I don't tolerate an older version of myself anymore. And so you only almost relate those past relationships with your past version of yourself. And in reality, you're not outgrowing the relationships. You're just outgrowing yourself. Mm. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Right, do you have any like circumstances or situations with friend groups where you kind of like had to distance yourself? You know what's funny? Like obviously like when we were on this last time, I told you guys like I moved across the country and like my two closest friends since I was younger, I've talked to them cumulatively like once in the first five months of moving. And it's not just like we have different paths. It's also like we're in different places in our life. One of the things I Chad and I talked about recently, like Beyond Built's growing. And one of the things you have to understand as an entrepreneur is as you bring people on, you have to understand what they want depending on where they're at in their life, right? Like someone at 22 with no kids wants something totally different than a 35 year old with kids mm -hmm. versus someone who's 45 and getting ready to, you know, go into whatever's next. So I kind of realized too, last year when everybody was getting married, I was like, I'm not, that's not where I'm at. And like, you guys are ready to get married and have kids and like, just, you know, settle down. And like, that's it. Like the white picket fence idea. That's like the American dream. And that's great. Like they're great people. These are people who played such an important role in my life. But I've also understood that my journey and my mission is not anywhere near that no idea of normality. And the farther I've gotten away from it the harder it is for them to understand it mm -hmm. and i think for me, it's been able i used to think hey i have to alienate these people i've kind of come to the conclusion of hey like maybe i don't talk to them as much my appreciation for them has evolved right because at the end of the day these are people you shared memories with you created you know experiences with you learn lessons like those two of those guys are people that i would they call me right now i'd fly home like mm -hmm. that's how, but we're just not on the same path at this point in our lives and that's okay and if we we're meant to cross cross paths more often moving forward we will but i think my big appreciation has been hey we're not on the same path but there's that understanding that that love will always be there but i'm on my own journey and it's not completely aligned with yours and that's okay mm -hmm. and there's an there there was a time in my life where it was like yo fuck this cut people off and i think that has huge value you know mm -hmm. i talked about this like an unbelievable amount in the last six to nine months but my thing now is like hey i love you i'm gonna keep going on my path if you need me i'm here but i'm also i know what my standard is mm -hmm. and i know mission is and what i know what my vision in life is i can't keep crippling myself with what you think i should be because then mm. i continue to move forward right when you're very focused on your own self-worth and your own mission those people that were close to you they always hold a special place in your heart two of my best friends hold a very special place in my heart but my mission my self-worth far transcends what they want me to be or just the fact that i'm not the same person as i was when we you know first became friends so for me it's like i keep going you need me you got my number you know where to find me but mm. i gotta keep going we're all gonna everybody on this call is going to die. That's reality. Mm -hmm. I don't 
ever want to live with the idea of, hey, like this person back home didn't want you to be this person. So you decide to just, you know, pull yourself back. It's not worth it. Mm. I mean, so I think it's it's to me, it's been like the harmony of, hey, I distance myself, but hey, I appreciate those relationships for what they are. And it also gives me a different level of empathy because then I meet new people and I'm like, huh, they're projecting a certain way. I've had experiences with other people who project similarly. I can communicate more effectively with these new people I build relationships with because I have that context with people in my past. Mm. And I think that's an important thing that I've come to learn, especially recently, is just because I'm not as close to those people doesn't mean there isn't a lesson constantly in those past relationships, even though if they're not in the forefront of my day. And yeah. I think that's been the big thing for me is like, now I'm becoming a better communicator because I look back at past relationships. I'm like, huh, that's where this person's at. So when I meet someone else, even if they're on my path, but in certain ways, they're similar to someone in my past, I learn how to communicate and therefore we can continue to move forward at a very fast pace. Yeah. I want to jump in for a second because I think that both of you guys said something that kind of clicked with me and Farshad, you're basically talking about what your mission and your movement, like, you know what those things are. And Chad, you were talking about how like older people might like view you as like past versions of yourself. And I think that both of those things are super important because number one in your life period, end of story, no questions asked is like, what do you want? Like, what do you want to create with this life? What is your mission, your movement? Like, what is your life's purpose? Like, that's what we're all here. Like, that's what the aspiration is to like live out your life's purpose. And so if you know what that thing is, like I'm building beyond build and I'm taking it to the next level and it's going to be unstoppable and I'll do whatever it takes. Like, that's where you start. Right. And then I think it's important that like when you actually make that decision that you're going to go all in on your dreams, like looking at your life and looking at your friend groups and not only like looking at people that might hold you back, but even people that might remind you of your past self or bring you back to a past self. Because I know for me, there are certain people that like, if I thought about hanging out with them, like all of the memories that I have associated with them are drinking or partying or just doing dumb shit because like that was just my past self. And so part of it is like, do they support and encourage my dreams? But also like, do they kind of remind me of my past self or do they bring me back to that version of myself? Or are they still viewing me in the lens of my old self instead of seeing me for who I am now? Does that make sense? Absolutely. That was a big reason why I ended up, again, for lack of a better term, cutting people out of my life when it was like old friends and old associates and different people that I hung out with was based around like strictly that what. Okay, what do you want with your life? Because like, again, I've come from a pretty intense background. I've explained it a lot. And when I was trying to transition out of that, there was always those negative buts. And I'm assuming you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, right? When you're hanging out with people and there's that but that always comes up in their fucking sentence, no matter what. And that was a big reason why I started separating myself from people's like lives and stopped associating with them because no matter what you said, I want to do this. Well, oh, that cool. That's awesome. But it's probably going to take you a super long time. Or oh, I want to build a crazy business. Dude, that's great. But that seems pretty fucking hard. Like there's a lot of trainers out there that are already doing it. You know what I mean? Those negative fucking butts mm-hmm. that always get in the way of people actually wanting to do something. And that was something I needed to disassociate myself with right away because it's just that negative voice in the back of your head that you don't really need anymore, right? I'm more savage. Like I'm on Cole's side of this equation. Yeah. Like I honestly am pretty savage in the sense of like, I will cut people out of my life if I feel like they're making an effort or they're to drag me down or they don't support or believe in my mission. Yeah, Like I will, I'm more savage like that. And when I was younger, like, yo, when I was like 22, 23, I wanted to be liked so bad that I would hang out with anybody that I thought was cool, even if it meant doing dumb shit. Like if there was like somebody in my life that like I viewed as like, oh man, that guy's cool. And then we hung out and like, and then we wanted to do like, he's like, let's do something stupid. I'm like, cool. That sounds awesome. Instead of like staying true to my mission, it's almost like I would compromise who I was to fit in or have friends because I was so afraid of being alone on my own entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I like what Cole said about like the butts because I think that you know you almost need to have this awareness around certain relationships and friendships that you have in your life in a sense to where you know if you you know know what the fuck you're gonna do with your life and you have that path you know what I mean and someone else in your life doesn't know what they want to do they're always gonna question. Right. They're always going to try to tug you off that path to make themselves feel better, to justify themselves. And at the same time, you almost can have an expectation of that person to kind of, you know, find their path and like, hey, like, what do you want to do? And almost like try to bring them on your path. And, you know, that's you, you know, spending energy that you shouldn't be spending. You know what I mean? So like if, if someone's trying to, you know, pull you off. They're justifying their lack like of action, right? They're saying to take action and they want to justify their lack of action to make themselves feel better. And be aware of how much that can actually pull you down, right? Mm-hmm. So there's certain relationships that you can look at and appreciate for what it is, but you can say, hey, like you're cool, like we can hang out, but you're not my crew. And mm-hmm. and my crew are the people that I'm gonna surround myself with that are gonna push me, that are gonna inspire me, that are gonna help me become better. Right. And these people might not be on the exact same path as me, but they have their own path. So they get it. Right. They get they get the hustle. They get the grind. And these are the people I need to be around to help myself stay positive and continue growing. Yeah. Yo, something I'm going to I'm going to touch on that I think is super fucking important that you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you just reminded me of is I think when you commit to growth and you're like, I'm going all in, like if you've got 50 pounds to lose, you're like, I'm losing 50 pounds. Or if you're trying to build a business, you're like, I am getting to a certain number of clients or I'm going to quit my job and travel the world. When you make that decision and you start going all in, the people that are in your life, there's going to be two categories of people, ones that you grow away from and ones that you grow with. Now, I honestly believe that it's not my responsibility to encourage other people to grow. And honestly, that's my ego that wants them to like come on this path with me. Like that's almost my ego. And I think that shit needs to get killed. Like getting mad at somebody for where they're at in their life. Like just because you just decided to make a decision. Now everyone around you is supposed to level up. Like who are you? Right. So I think that's ego. So I honestly believe this is taking me a lot of time because I've made a lot of mistakes where I was trying to fix people. I'm like, you have to be fixed. Like you're broken and I'm working and you need to be fixed. I literally think the most important thing that you can do if you have friends or people that you care about in your life is to let your fucking light shine. Like let's drop, what's that reference? What's the guy, the basketball reference? You know what I'm talking about? Coach Carter. Yeah, our deepest fears not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fears we're powerful. You gotta let your own light shine. Yeah, That's my fucking favorite of all time. Because when you let your own light shine, there are going to be people that grow with you. And there are going to be people that follow your example. There's going to be people that support your mission. And like, guys, growing also makes people super uncomfortable. I know because I live with my fiance, Kirsten, and I've watched her grow from like zero to 225,000 TikTok followers. And she just shot past me in Instagram followers. And I was like, holy, like, (laughs) (laughs) damn, like it hurts. But I can either take that and I can get mad at her and I can, you know, I can be upset or I can grow with her. And I'm the type of person who likes to grow, right? So you're going to be around people that will be like, yo, like you're so inspiring, Chad. And I like, I want to be more like you. And I want to grow with you. I see what you're doing and I believe in you. And I'm like there with you. And there's going to be some people that are like, yo, like, I don't know if you can do it. Like you're growing at too fast of a rate and they're trying to pull you back down. I think it's just important to pay attention to what people are saying to you about your growth and not try to force your growth on other people as like an egoic thing. Like, oh, I made the decision to level up. So you have to, too. That was actually one of my biggest lessons this year is like, actually like, you know, realizing that my ego was like trying to make me like fix like 
all my almost like too many people around me. Like my, you know, my past group of roommates and my last roommate, like they just like weren't on the same path as me. And I tried to like fix them in a sense, but like we're separate human beings, right? And something that that I realize is like if you just allow yourself to distance in a sense and just focus on you, right? You're trying to grow, right? Just, just focus on you. You're going to attract the right people in your life, right? You're going to, if that relationship's meant to me, it's going to come full circle, right? Mm. It's going to come back around. So, you know, allowing yourself to, you know, almost alienate yourself a little bit in a sense to just focus on what you want to achieve will allow yourself to not hang on because hanging on to past relationships can almost bring you down and make you feel insecure and drag you off. I willing to let go. Go ahead, Cole. I was just going to say, I resonate literally with that so intensely. It's insane because as much as I'm a savage and I cut people off like that, just based off of like things that have happened in the past, there's a couple people in my life, just like Farshad was saying how he's like he's got two people that he's ride or die with forever i've got a few people in like that in my life and brian knows who they are that like i've got like a frustration sometimes like an ego of Mm -hmm. like i'm fucking growing and i want to help you so i'm always trying to enforce certain things on their lives even though it might not align with them because i want to see them succeed too but it's just that weird balance that you gotta find where it's about exactly what you said grinding on your own let your light shine and then hope that maybe they'll be able to get something that's well you know what i think is a good i think it's a good thing you said that like you kind of have the same thing i do which is like you have a couple people that you're close to that's not in your past and you're like and i I know how that is you want to see those people grow yeah you give 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 and expect right yeah and that's 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 the line you have to like i think that's been my biggest blessing this year is i've just learned like i'm gonna give i don't even care if you give me anything back because i know if i keep giving at some point the life i'm leading it'll return what i need and i don't really need that much to be honest but it'll return what i need yeah right i see a lot of people and i see this frustration and i know i've gone through it i know chad's got through it i I know brian's definitely gone through it cool yourself they start giving and the frustration is the expectation it's it's not because you're giving that's frustrating you. It's because you're expecting something in return yeah. and you can't, right? Like it's not reasonable to think that because you're in this phase of your life, that person is in the exact same mindset as you, you know? And I think a big part of that is learning how to truly be empathetic, which is not just put someone yourself in someone else's shoes, but think about what situation they're coming from, what they actually do, what their life entails. Yeah. And they may not want what you want. And that's okay. Like I've had to come to terms with, Hey, there's a lot of people who don't want what I want and that's okay. And I still love the fuck out of you that being said it's not in my best interest to spend a ton of time constantly engaging you talking to you spending time dude do i want to see you yeah absolutely i love you we have history right you're my people you're an important person in my life that being said it doesn't serve me to sit there with someone from back home who's just not on my path you know that doesn't get you forward you know because bro, you're going to be sitting there the whole time and you're going to be trying to make conversation about things that you're not actually passionate about exactly it doesn't serve you and on top of that how does it serve them exactly Mm. And like, guys, I think that the hardest part far is like, yo, like in order for you to actually be committed to your path, like understanding that every single person that you talk to influences your thoughts. Every single person you let there's 37 of you guys tuning in right now and listening in like you're getting influenced by this positively or negatively. I hope it's positive because my goal <laughs> But every single person that you talk to influences your thoughts. And so if you have somebody in your life that you're communicating with on a regular basis that doesn't understand your mission and your movement, constantly questioning your mission or your movement or constantly doubting you, then guess what? You start to doubt yourself. You start to question yourself because you're getting that dialogue from other people. And so even though like this person's a homie and like I have homies like that too. Homies like where like we went through some crazy shit together and like, you know, we had some crazy bonding experiences, but they're just not on the same path as me. And I'm just very close 
Like, I'm close with them, but from a distance. Yes. It's like when I see them, I'm like, yo, what's going on, man? I missed you. I hope life's amazing. We have a quick catch up. That's awesome. And then we're back to living our lives because I don't want to pretend like I'm not in a different path than them. And I also, I'm not above them or below them. We're just on different frequencies. And mm-hmm. so like, I think the hardest part about this realization for everyone that's tuning in right now is understanding that like, actually, before we get into this, Farshad and Chad, have you guys seen this manifest in your fitness clients? Have you noticed anything like this? Like, can you guys think of a fitness client where they might've had somebody in their life that were like, didn't believe in them or didn't support them? Cool. I know you have a story for this, but do you guys have any fitness clients that might've gone through something like this? All the time, man. Like all the time, because you know, in a sense, having this certain fitness goal, like, oh, hey, you go, you know, you got to track my macros every day. You got to go to the gym every day. You know, I got to check in, you know, I'm part of this community and our fitness program literally just to introduce themselves into a brand new life. So Mm. by doing that, automatically they're making a massive fucking change that's going to be noticed by the people around them. Right. Mm. It's going to be noticed. It's going to seem different. And their friends are going to say, yo, let's go out. Let's grab some drinks. You know, let's, let's go eat out. Like, why are you always on your phone tracking your macros? And and like, they're getting judged for it. And, and that's a constant battle that, you know, a lot of our clients do end up facing. And this exact topic is something that me and Paul had to coach on a lot during check-ins. And it's even with certain living situations, we've seen multiple clients move out. We've seen multiple clients move across the country. And that's one of the hardest steps that you got to take, right? It's just committing yourself to a brand new life. And don't skip over that. Can you say that one more time? What? Committing yourself to a brand new life. Committing yourself to a brand new life. It's huge. It can be uncomfortable knowing that some of the people that are closest around you will not understand that. But you need to be okay with making that choice because it simply is a decision that you need to make. Say, okay, hey, am I going to be okay with this current life that I'm in right now? Right. Or do I want it bad to where I'm going to step out of this? and step into something new. And the constant reminder that we give these people is like, hey, if you keep focusing on what you want and what you want to achieve, the outcomes that you want from this program, the outcomes that you want from gaining muscle, losing the fat, right? The right people will come in. And we've seen a lot more people become closer. And that's that's the whole part, the whole thing about, you know, building a community, right? It's like these people get you. These people have similar goals as you. And when you can put yourself in a position to be around others that understand your goals, that will empower you to continue striving to achieve those goals. Powerful. Yo, that's like a thing that I see so much in fitness clients. It's insane. Like when I was at the peak of like fitness coaching, most of my clients were women because that's what I used to specialize in. And oh my God, the amount of stories that I would hear on a daily basis of their husbands or people around them or people stopping them from growing was insane. Like Brian, I'm pretty sure this is the story he's literally referring to. There was one girl who like I would talk to every day for half an hour because her husband would literally put her down and try to hold her back from trying to lose weight, be better, look better, feel better, because he would rather spend the money on whatever he was doing. And it wasn't worth her doing it. So it's not even just friends. It's just people in general. You got to be aware of your surroundings at all fucking times, because like the easiest way for me to explain it or the advice that I would give these people is you got to separate yourself from those people. But it's obviously not that easy. Okay. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. And like, guys, sometimes you just have to stand up for your fucking self. Yeah. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for what you want. Like be like, and it doesn't even necessarily like if you've got somebody in your life that is saying or doing something that's holding you back, but you care about them. Maybe it's your husband, your significant other. Sometimes it's like sitting down with them, looking them in the face and being like, yo, babe, like I really want to lose 50 pounds. And I'm really certain that these people can help. And I like, I need your support on this. And like, like really having an honest conversation. Like this is something that I really want and I need your support on this. But yo, I want to go back to what you said, Chad, because it's so 
fire, commit yourself to a brand new life. Like, yo, if you're not happy with where you're at, or if you've got these goals or these ambitions, don't keep talking about your goals and saying that you want these things without the action steps to back that commitment. And so if you've got something that like, if you've got an environment that every single person in your life is holding you back, yo, it's time to make some commitments and some cuts. Like it's time to change. It's time to elevate. It's time to move to a new city. It's time to find a new friend group. It's time to stop talking to your old homies a lot less. And guess what? It's going to be lonely. It's going to suck. It's going to be lonely, man. It is super lonely at first. I remember when I cut off all my friends that I was like, I used to go out and I used to party with. I literally was just hanging out with myself. That's actually why I started Aesthetic Nation. That's actually why I told you that, Cole. Yeah, I literally was about to bring that up if you didn't bring it up. So I'm glad you did. That's why. Because fitness for me was always a really lonely journey. Like nobody understood me eating out of meal prep containers. Nobody understood why I was tracking my macros. Nobody understood why I cared about my body so much. So I was like, I'm just going to build a movement of people that understand. Everybody's going to understand. Like I'm just going to build a movement. That's where aesthetic nation came from. And it was lonely guys. Like I worked on my own goals by myself for like a year, year and a half, just silently building this company, aesthetic nation in the background. Then everybody saw, everybody saw real quick, but it was super lonely at first. And it's going to be lonely for you guys too. Like if you've got friends or family in your life that are holding you back, like, yo, you've got to commit to a brand new life and it's going to be lonely. And there's one thing that kind of strikes me, like everybody's kind of sharing their bit, Cole, with his business, you obviously with Aesthetic Nation and this, Chad and I with Beyond Built. Each of us, the journey we're on and the path we pursue, this is what gives us peace in life, right? I know talking to each one of you individually, when you guys are really focused on that and you're fucking killing it and there's nothing that can take it away, you're at peace. There's a lot of uncertainty. That's entrepreneurship. There's a lot of shit that can happen. That's entrepreneurship. But it's you have a sense of peace. And I think a lot of people, when they listen, the one set, like phrase that kind of came out of me, which I don't know why, but I actually have been reflecting on this a lot. A lot of people struggle at being at peace in their life with their peace of life. Like, what is it you want to do? That's your peace of life. Just be at peace with that. And a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are like, hey, I want to be this person and they're not peaceful with it. And I'm like, well, it's because you haven't made the choice to be that person or you haven't made the choice to commit yourself to make this change or make this happen. And when you don't make that commitment, of course, your peace is going to be disrupted. Right. And I always tell people and people sometimes are like, well, you know, there's going to be a fire. There's going to be this. There's going to be this. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be a fire drill every day of your life for the rest of your life. There's always going to be a storm. There's always going to be some fire to put out with. That's life. Keep going. But if you don't find yourself diving into the things that give you that sense of peace, purpose, commitment, drive, passion, joy, you're never going to get to the places you want to get. And on top of that, if is that not enough? And that's my question, because I see a lot of people get themselves into something and they're like, it's got to be this, it's got to be this. I'm like, why are you doing it then? Mm-hmm. If you're really pursuing something that you're passionate about, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. If it gives you peace, well, that's what matters. And if someone else wants to come tell you like, hey, you should add this and this, you don't need to if you don't want to. You're not mm-hmm. obligated to anybody else but yourself. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. That is huge. And I don't think that's a topic that we literally couldn't even begin to uncover in this podcast, the obligation to yourself. 
and being okay with drawing boundaries and being okay with saying no and being okay with like 100% like this is what I want to do and I don't care what you think or you think or you think because like this is my thing. Everybody at every turn is going to cast their opinion right? So your weight loss client, Jenny, Chad might want to lose 20 pounds. And then her husband might be like, but you look good the way you are. Yep. And he's like, but I don't feel good the way yep. that I am. So like, Ooh. I want for me, right? See, that's, you know, at, at the end of the day, people will like, let's say Jenny will listen to her husband. And even though she wants to lose 20 pounds, even though her husband's going to say, you know, but you look good right now. And Jenny's not going to commit to that goal. And that's because Jenny hangs on to judgment, Josh. And I think that when we say, hey, commit yourself to a brand new life, that could be one of the most uncomfortable commitments of your life. Mm. And I think the reason why it's uncomfortable for most and for most that are probably listening to this podcast right now is because you're too afraid of that judgment. You're afraid of the judgment that your parents are going to give you. You're afraid of the judgment your friends are going to give you, your current friends, right? You're afraid of the judgment the world's going to give you. And you know, to draw a little backstory on one of my like commitments is where I said, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this prep. And it's like the first time I prepped back in 2018, none of my coworkers understood what I was doing. My parents didn't understand what I was doing. None of my friends understood what I was doing. It was a very lonely path because it was just about me. And it was an uncomfortable ass decision that I made, but it taught me so much about myself. And I look back at that moment and it's one of those moments where I learned the most about myself than I ever have. And that's the beauty in allowing yourself to make that decision and be selfish. Because if you can allow yourself to be selfish in that moment, in reality, long-term, it's going to turn into selflessness because you're going to put out more positive energy because you're going to find inner peace. You're going to find inner happiness with the decisions that you've been able to make, which allows you to create new relationships and bring even more positivity in your life. And when you allow yourself to bring more positivity in your life, bring more happiness into your life, you're only going to get that happiness right back outwards, right? So you're going to, you're always going to look back at that moment, committing yourself to that brand new life as the moment in your life, right? Mm. My coaching business started right after that prep. And the mm. only reason I had the courage to be able to step into that role was because of the people that I met that by focusing on me and by focusing on my fitness and by focusing on my goals and what I learned about myself. Yep. Mm. And I want to, none of this would be possible. Beyond what would be possible. I wouldn't be on this podcast right now if I was too afraid of the judgment, right? When I dropped out of school and moved to Houston, my mom broke down and bawled. She told me not to do it. And if I let that judgment get to my head, I want to be here. That's such a big fucking thing. And I want to touch on for that for a oh. second because a lot of people who are listening to this video, listening to this podcast, listening live right now, this isn't going to be a fucking quick journey. Okay, like finding friends, finding people, finding the right environment sometimes takes a long fucking time, right? I wouldn't be here if I didn't make the decisions I did in the past. My journey was insane. I literally came out to Alberta for a vacation, saw my older siblings that I didn't see in what's five to 10 plus years. He told me to move out and I literally flew back, grabbed all my shit, moved, left everybody behind. Four years later, I had a decent thriving career as an iron worker. Met Brian, got a little bit of an opportunity, a smell of what I could be, and quit my job of fucking four years and just deep dove into this. Nobody understood what the fuck I was doing. Nobody knew even a little bit. But if I didn't just do what I wanted to do, which I feel like is the base here, do what you want to do, then I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be talking to you guys. I wouldn't be able to help all the people that I have helped. And it's a long journey. A lot of people feel like I think that maybe that it's going to be instant. All right, well, if I just cut these people out, I'm going to be have a better life. Well, no, you got to put the work in. You got to find the people who fuck with you. That prep thing that you just said is huge because I know exactly what that's like. Mm. Like going through my first show, going through my first fitness competition is what got me to where I am right now. Mm. 
All right. hundred percent. Yo, I love that. And like, cool. So you mentioned you're like, when I met Brian, I had the smell of an opportunity of something better, something bigger guys. I wouldn't be on this fucking podcast if I didn't go through my shit. Like, let's go way back to when I was like doing drugs and partying all the time. And like, at the time I literally had nothing. I had nothing. I was partying. I was drinking. I was like, I had dealt with an addiction. I'm like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to commit myself to a new life. I'm going all in. And at the time when I committed myself to a new life, so like, I want you guys to listen closely because if you're struggling right now, like I don't think you were stru- you're struggling the way that I was struggling. When I was struggling, I was dealing with a cocaine addiction. I had lost all my friends because I'd stolen or been dishonest or disloyal to all my friends for like four months at a time. So like the forgiveness was past. Like I had made mistakes for four months straight. They're like, get your shit together. We're not talking to you for a while. So I didn't have any friends. I lost all my job opportunities. I was a cleaner at a summer camp and that, is when I committed to a new life. And from a, as a cleaner at a summer camp, I made the commitment. I went all in. I was going for runs every single day. I was working on my vision. I was working on my goals. I was getting clear on what I wanted. Eight months later, I stepped on stage at a fitness competition. Again, I was working at a restaurant. Like I got back from the cleaning position, got a job as a restaurant, as like a restaurant bartender. I was working at my restaurant, like eating out of meal prep containers, just like you. Yep. Nobody stood me just like you guys. I just went to my show and I got second place. I was like, yo, I'm going to fucking make this business work. And that's what led to the journey. And here we are. And it's like seven years later. And like, no, it wasn't fucking easy. But something I want to talk about is this for a second, because when Chad says commit yourself to a new life, committing to yourself to a new life doesn't mean one foot in the door of the new life and one foot in the door of your old life. Nah, fuck that shit. Commitment, dog. That's not commitment. And so if you're like half in, half out, like you're in the coaching program, it's going to change your life, but you're only doing 60% of the workouts. You're in, you know, you're in the business coaching program, but you're only like tuning into one of the live streams a month. Like that's half in your old life, half in your new life. Committing yourself to a new life means that you burn the bridges. Chad dropped out of school. I was a cleaner at a summer camp. Like I got fired from everything. Like there was nothing else for me. There was the bridges were burned. Yep. Like, I didn't have, like it was all in. Cole walked into his ironworking site and he's like, yo, I'm done. Like I'm like, I'm, I don't want to be here anymore. Like burning the bridges committing yourself to a new life and going all in on that thing. And like, yo, it's going to be lonely. And like, I'm going to assume, Chad, you didn't find your tribe for a while. Like after you made the commitment, it was a while. Like before you found people, like you and Far are really close right now. But like, how long did it take for you to find like the relationships that you have now where you're like, yo, I actually feel like I have my tribe now. Yeah, bro. So it was, man, how many months? Probably like six months, six or seven months after competing, there was this opportunity to go on a fitness cruise. And that's funny. That's how I met, you know, some of my closest friends to this date. My current best friend is, was on that fitness cruise, but I was so like back and forth, even at that second. And I was just like, oh my God, like I have a lot of exams like this next week. I don't know if I can miss a week to go do this, but that was at a point to where, you know, I was in school and all I was giving attention to was my own fitness. All I was giving attention to was my own content. And no one understood it. Even people at school like fucking resented me and like talk shit on me because I was doing this Uh, because it was so abnormal, right? I was the only one bringing in a camera to the gym. Even the gym manager made up some new rule about not filming. It's because me. It was clearly because of me. I was just like, fuck this. You know, I'm going to go meet my people. I knew for a fact that I was going to meet some people that just got it, right? And so allowing myself to do that, like I met amazing people on that trip. And that's what gave me the courage to say, yo, fuck this. Like these are my people. Like, um, so, you know, it took a while. It, It definitely took, you know, close to... I mean, half a year, a little bit over half a year to do that. But I believed it. And the the thing that kept me going is like, yo, this is my plan A. There's no plan B anymore. Mm. Fire. Fire. Fire, you got anything to add, brother? I think there's one thing that's kind of strikes me. Each of us, when we talk, there's numerous defining moments 
that mm-hmm. I brought to this conversation here, right? And I've always told people, if you want to go down the path of certainty, you already have the book. If you want to write your own real story, you have to be willing to understand that it's going to be unpredictable and there's going to be constant defining moments. I've probably had like 15 of them with Chad in the last two months mm-hmm. alone, right? And you have to be willing to accept that, hey, something's going to come up and you're just going to have to take it head on and realize that you're going to have to keep going. There's no failures. There's no stop gaps. It's just you keep going. You pick up and you're going to learn something that allows you to move forward. But I think a lot of people, they're like, the reason they don't start too, it's not just the commitment thing. It's there's that uncertainty. And I'm like, okay, so you have two choices. Do you want to create a story that nobody could have ever predicted? Or do you want to sit there and be like, hey, I woke up. I went to work. I hate dinner. Yeah. I hit the gym. I went to bed. Maybe I retired at 65. Maybe Maybe I took it, you know, I I retired for like 10 years and went to Italy like twice and then I died. If that's what you want, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to shake on you. But if you're telling me you want something extraordinary, you have to be willing to understand that uncertainty is the fundamental driver of your life. It's going to be. There's not been one certain, especially since Beyond Bill really like took off at the beginning of April. There's been not one thing you could tell me that was certain. Not Mm -hmm. one. The only thing that's been certain is that I know I show up every single day and he shows up every single day. And I look him in the face. I'm like, we got to figure this the fuck out one way or another. And there are times that we basically put bandages on and you know wrap tape on shit. And here we go. We're ready to play. But you, mm-hmm. you got to realize that you have to keep going and you have to keep showing up. And then you get better at figuring out how to make things more effective. You know, it's yeah. but that's, you'll that's, learn to live for that shit, too. Yeah. And that's the that's, story in itself. That, you know, that's the same thing with a fitness journey, too, bro. Yeah. Like. It's the exact same analogy. Like in a fitness journey, you could go your entire life in your body and like decently out of shape, telling yourself that you're overweight, telling yourself that you'll never get in shape, telling yourself that you've got bad genetics and that it'll never work out for you. And if that's what you want to do, like I completely understand. But like, I honestly believe that there should be a point in your life where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, yo, I'm fucking proud of what I've done. Yeah. And if that's what you want, then like you have to understand that there's going to be a certain level of commitment that's involved in that. I mean, you're going to face a lot of adversities and uncertainties. Sometimes you're going to get sick and sometimes you're going to get an injury and sometimes you're going to get like depressed or sometimes you're going to deal with a death in the family. And like then staying committed to your goals, despite all these all these circumstances, like that is the journey of life, not just in business, but also in fitness. Like if you have this thing that you want, like, like there's always going to be uncertainty, but it's getting clear on exactly what it is that you want and remaining true and loyal to that regardless of circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the culprit of, you know, being stuck in the same fucking position, no matter what, with fitness, with business, with anything, you're always going to stay stuck. If you find yourself just constantly battling overthinking, oh, is this going to work or is it isn't? Because the more you start to question things, eventually you're just going to begin to doubt yourself. But that's the truth. So instead of just overthinking, just fucking do it. Just like literally just take the action and take that risk, take that leap. Because no matter what the outcome is, right? You're always going to be able to learn from it. There's no such thing as failure. There's only such thing as results. So what you see from those results is, well, that was a fucking great result. I, you know, I'm going to keep doing this. Or, you know, that was a mistake. But I've learned from it. And now I know to not make that again. It's always going to result in growth. No matter mm. fucking what. Mm. I love that. Yo, can we talk about the what it's like to have a tribe? Like, so, you know, me and Cole are like ride or die. Like, we do absolutely anything for each other in a second. Yeah. And I know that you and Farshad have that same sort of relationship. And I think the type of relationship that we have right now is the type of relationship that, you know, a lot of people aspire to have in a friendship. And for me, like, I think having a tribe or having a group of people that support your goals is like, it's obviously it's somebody that cheers you on, believes in you and supports you, but it's also somebody that calls you on your shit. Oh yeah. Because for me, like, I think if you have those friends that are like, yeah, I believe you and I support you, but then they watch you slacking off. They watch you like not doing what you say you wanted to do. And they like allow you to get away with it. Like that to me, isn't somebody that like is a tribe member. 
I don't fuck with those friends. Straight right? Up. You're letting me play at a low level. I just don't understand. It's somebody that wants to see you win, somebody that wants to see you succeed, somebody that will support you, but will also call you on your shit when you need it. What do you guys think about that? That's crew. You know what I mean? Like, I relate to that so much. And I even had one of those moments on this past trip that I went on. Right. And, you know, I can, I'm so close to these people that I can sense when the energy's off. Yeah. Right. And it's weird, but it's not weird. <laughs> when you're so close with someone, you can just sense the energy being off because you just know this person to a fucking core. And being able to, you know, have conversations about that is what will always grow you closer. Being able to call someone out, being able to put someone in your place. Right. And having one of your friends even put you in your place, but just, yeah. just, you know, being okay and taking ownership of that. That's what's always going to grow you closer. And that's what's going to help you take off together. Because the end of the day, if you see one of your quote unquote friends slacking off and you're not fucking calling them out, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't allow you guys to grow together. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your crew should always rise to the top together. There's no point in going to the top and standing up there alone, right? Nah, you got to bring everyone up around with you. And the only way to do that is to be able to help each other out and tell each other the goddamn truth. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't understand how the world looks at kindness, at this, like, soft, cuddly bear bullshit. Like, kindness is the fucking truth, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, like, oh, no joke. I, I do kindness not. Kindness is the truth. Yeah. I'm kind if I'm telling you the truth. That's fucking fire. It's fucking true, man. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I do not fuck with people who not only let me play at a lower level, because let's be real, we all have those fucking days where we want to fucking slack off and play at a lower level. It happens. But I don't fuck with people who take offense to me calling them out for playing at a lower level. Guys, mm-hmm. like, a lot of people see that me and Brian are really close, but we come at each other's fucking throats sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, savage. Like, we'll fucking go full on, like, on the phone, and people hear us and be like, you guys good? I'm like, yeah, we'll be good in fucking half an hour. Because it's just, we literally hold us each other to such a high fucking standard that if we see the other one fucking around, you're going to know it. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, there's nothing that will ever stop me from being there for him, no matter what. 100%. I think there's one thing, like, even for me, that I think is really important, and I've learned this with my other business partners. Sometimes you need to also remind yourself that you're human. So this is one of the things I love about Chad. He's very much, we are similar in this sense. It's fucking work, and he's a fucking dog about it. Like, there's no excuses. We set a goal. If we don't hit it, like, the amount of pissed off he is, and I am, like, we'll go back and forth in text telling each other how mad we are while we're trying to figure out the answer to what it is. The other side of it, though, is you have to also remind people that, hey, you are human, right? Like during prep, there was times where he was like, yo, I don't know if I have this right now. I feel disconnected. I'm like, you do realize this show is in 10 days and like this, you're human. You can't sit here and act like physiology doesn't play his role. You know, like right before the trip, he was like, he's like, yo, like, I don't know what it's going to be like for a week. I, I was like, dude, if you are on your phone the whole week, I'll fly to Cancun and fucking skin you. And I don't <laughs> care. Like yeah. because, and that's the thing. he came back and he was like, thank you. But I was like, look, I understand that you're human. The ability to fully disconnect has made a world of difference right off the rip. But I know how he is. He's like me. It's like, yo, there's no disconnecting. We got to go. We have big goals for November. And I'm like, yo, take a step back. Appreciate it. Be present. Enjoy a change of pace. That'll give you a new perspective. And he made that choice to do that, even though I understand that like, hey, we're the same. We want to work. But I think that the understanding that you're a human is important too, because I see, I remember going through this a little bit younger. I would be doing something with someone and I'm just like, so go, go, go. And like, I also just don't sleep. So I'm like, you got to keep up. 
in some fashion, you also have to remind people that you are still human. Mm-hmm. You still have your other needs that are far detached from just lifting and business and, and you know the, the things in front of you. And I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing that I think creates a good harmony. I think both of you have it too. And I know we've definitely evolved with that too. It's like, hey, you're still human. Like, yes, we have massive goals. Yes, we fucking are working nonstop. But at the same time, you have core needs that need to be filled and you have to have that harmony. It's not balance. It's harmony. It's this yeah. part of my bucket needed to be filled. That first week in November, this part of Chad's bucket needed to be filled. Go do that. Don't come here. Hey, I got to, you know, can you do this check-in or do this? No, I'll do everything that we need to do. You go fucking disconnect because when you come back, I know you'll be ready to go. I don't have any doubt in my mind, but reminding the other person and the people around you that, hey, you're human. I think that's one of the most underrated things because when you lose sight of that, the idea of burnout gets very easy. Because yeah. then yeah. you start going through the process of grinding and then you're like, fuck, it's an endless run. I'm like, you're human. You're going to struggle. You do need time. Honestly, that reminds me of a once a week conversation that Cole has with me. All the time. All the time. Guys, I'm consistently telling B, get the fuck <laughs> off your phone right now. I was like, if I see one more post, one more comment, one more call, one more Instagram story, I'm flying to Kelowna and I'm putting this boot in your ass. Like, exactly. that's it disconnect disconnect that's it because guys it's what happens when you find the fucking right friends you get exactly what Ch- fucking far chad was saying i feel when his energy's off all right that's yeah. what it means to have a fucking squad people yeah. that you fuck with like and i can hear it so right away as soon as i hear that that's that reminder that's i, I literally laughed i was laughing the whole time we were talking because no <laughs> joke that's a once in a week conversation turn your fucking phone off right now i can hear that you're fucking off turn it off and the next morning fucking sunshine we, and rainbow we, shit popping we, off. we have the conversation on a regular basis we're both human yeah. and I tell him, sometimes he's like frustrated i'm like yeah it's frustrated but let's get clear and keep going like what's the point in even dwelling in, in frustration if you need to go get in your car and go on a drive go do that if you need to go fucking out to eat or do something or spend time with your cat or whatever the fuck you have to do go do it but yeah. don't don't sit here and, and act like you're not human because you still are i know everybody wants to be like superman and thinks like even like the gary v's of the world are fucking not sleeping and not doing but even gary v says yo i still sleep eight hours a day when I can yep. I do things for myself because he fundamentally understands like, Hey, I still have to be, and I still am a human. I'm not a robot. I'd love to be, I trust me. I would love to be at times because yep. I think things would move faster, but at the same time, that's not a reasonable like desire either. I am the next Gary V. but yo i wanted to give something to the audience that's listening as a like yo this is a gift that i gave myself so i want to share this with you guys one of the things you said at the top of the podcast chat is that some relationships will come full up it was either chat or farshad you said that some relationships will come full circle who said that was that chat or farshad yeah yeah so basically what you said is if the relationship is meant to be it'll come full circle but sometimes yo like the reason that you know p2 people distance is you know just life life just happens but I'm willing to assume that every single one of you guys listening to this podcast right now has somebody in your life that you've disconnected with that is your actual squad. Somebody that is your actual squad that you just haven't connected with because maybe you had a falling out five years ago or maybe XYZ happened or maybe XYZ happened. And I think it's time to reach out to them. So I'm going to share a text message that I sent to one of my old boys. So this guy, his name's Daniel Fexo. So I don't know if he's going to listen to this, but hey, yeah. But Daniel Fexo and I, like, we were like best friends when we were 18, 19. We basically, like, we were entrepreneurs together. He was building his graphic design business. I was building, a, like, I was actually not building Aesthetic Nation at the time. I was building a different company, but that's another conversation altogether. But we were both building our businesses at the time. And then he just got married and he had kids. 
and we just went our separate ways. And he's one of those guys that every time you talk to him, I'm like, it's like homies. Like, I miss you, bro. Like, I wish we were like, you know, I miss you. I like hope things are well. Um, Cole actually got a tattoo with him. But, <laughs> I'll go in a second. But like me and Daniel hadn't talked in a long time because I just didn't make an effort to reach out and connect. So Daniel's one of my homies. So I literally, I sent Daniel a message and it was like, Yo, Daniel, I'm sending you this message to let you know that I fucking love you and I fucking miss you. And I really want to catch up soon because I want you in my life. Yeah, It was like we hadn't talked in months. And that one message got us on a phone call. And that one phone call, now like he's back in our friend, like he's one of our best friends again. And he's one of our best friends again because I reached out and I bridged the gap. Like I was like, this is a homie that I want in my tribe. This is somebody that I want in my life. And I just bridged the gap. Hey, Daniel. I fucking love you and I miss you and I want you in my life. I want to catch up really soon. Got on a phone call and now we're like best friends again. So I just wanted to share that with you because I know that a lot of you guys are probably tuning in right now and you're like, I want a squad. Well, it's likely that you already have somebody that's in your life that is your squad, but life just happened. You disconnected. You went your separate ways. But maybe it's been a few years and I think it's time to reach out to that person. Or it's not even you went your separate ways. Maybe you just had a fucking argument and you're letting your pride get in the way and you don't want to swallow it to fucking be with them again. Yeah. I see that happen a lot. Man. People have a little fucking argument. And next thing you know, that's the end of the friendship because people don't know how to swallow their pride and just take a fucking licking when you're supposed to take a fucking licking, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> grudges aren't worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. I actually had that exact same thing happen with someone where we went almost 18 months, not a word disagreement didn't see a situation the same way and i said you know there was a lot of like very foul exchange and like we were really close before the last like four years like kind of since we like picked back up we're closer than we've ever been and when i tell you like i could hang out with this guy till i'm blue in the face like there's not many people in my life that have a the kind of desire that people like chad do but b like i couldn't i can't get bored because it's always highly engaging so it's always like go get something done talk about something in depth like keep pursuing greater i think you know if you close doors on people that you know they could realistically be someone that's really meaningful in your life you're gonna end up really empty i don't see the reason to close doors you know i think the one premise i've always lived by is humans are good they really are the only thing that happens is they project their hurt and sometimes that gets completely misconstrued and, and you know you know terrible things happen which is reality but at the core is good people you know and if you take the chance to be vulnerable communicate and allow an open mind i think you'd be surprised how many people who have been in your life actually can play a very significantly important role in your life moving forward mm-hmm. I want to kind of give a perspective from a coach. You know, I know there's a lot of coaches listening to this podcast. And, you know, when you look at friendships, you can almost look at at clients the same way. Because I'm a firm believer that, like, yo, your goal should be to build an amazing fucking relationship and friendship with all your clients. And, you know, if if you see a client that's dropping off, that's like, you know, not doing the workouts, not tracking their macros, don't just be like, yo, I mean, you're not hitting your shit. Ask them what's going on. You know what I mean? Because there's probably something that they're dealing with that they're not telling you that's, you know, allowing a disconnect there and allowing yourself to actually, you know, dive into that and get vulnerable and have that conversation and allow yourself to actually be a real coach. And, you know, when you can say that you've confidently given 110% of your emotional energy into someone, you know, and they still don't change. And don't hang on to that because hanging on to that, you know, your ego can get in the way and then you can allow yourself to almost feel insecure. It's like, wow, maybe I'm not a good enough coach. Maybe I'm not a good enough friend, right? But you just need to allow them some time to figure it out. But don't be afraid to have that conversation and reach out, right? You see that the energy is off. If you see that something's not aligned, like have that conversation. 
but also at the same time, you know what I mean? Don't feel obligated or don't feel 100% responsible and don't put all the blame on you if you know you've done your absolute best to help this person out. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And I think that there's so many coaches that need that because I think that it's really easy to get attached to every single client that's in your program. Because even for me, like I take personal responsibility for every single person that's in my coaching program. Like I want you to win, like period. I want you to succeed. I want you to grow. I want you to evolve. I want you to change. And, you know, now I've been an entrepreneur for seven years. And when I first started, like when somebody didn't win, I took it very personally. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I must be a bad coach. I must be this. I'm like, my program must be bad. But now I understand that like, as long as I do my due diligence and I do everything in my power to help somebody succeed, sometimes I just need to accept that there are people that are not ready yet. And it's not my job to convince people to get ready. It's my job to help the ones who are ready. Mm-hmm. Yo, so really quick, let's wrap this podcast up because we've been going for an hour, which is lit. Hopefully you guys got some value. I wanted to kind of end on this. Let's all kind of go in a circle and let's share. If you are trying to find your tribe, let's say you don't have people in your life right now that support your goals, support your mission, support your movement, support where you want to go. If you're trying to find your tribe and you feel like you don't have people in your life that support your goals, where would you start? I'll go first. When it comes to that, like if you want to find people that support your goals, you need to go all in on your goals. That's like the best part of advice I can give you. Like my goal was to set up a life that was what I always envisioned. Okay. The money to do whatever I wanted, the people around me that were going to support me, the amazing fucking wife that I was going to be able to grow my life with. But I wasn't all in on my goals. I was basically doing nothing. So I was wanting this cool squad. I was wanting all these things while sitting on my fucking couch. And my life didn't change until I took action towards the fucking goals I wanted to achieve. So regardless of what it is, if you're a coach who wants to build a successful online business, or if you're someone who wants to change your body, or if you want to build a fucking brick and mortar business, you got to start putting the fucking work in because the people you want around you aren't in your fucking living room. All right. They're probably being successful doing the thing that you want to do. And if you're not going all in and you do meet somebody who would be your actual tribe, but you're half in and half out, they're not going to allow you in their life because they're going to want to be surrounded by somebody who's going all in. Exactly. I love that. That's the best way I could explain that as well. You know, it's all in or all out in a sense to where, you know, you could have all, all so many goals. So you could write them down, you know, but unless you're backing that shit up with the work, you're just talking shit and you're staying in the same place. In reality, if you're staying in the same place, you're falling behind. And if you want to be around, you know, people that are going to help you grow, you know, those people aren't going to be around someone that's, you know, maintaining the same place and getting comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to be willing to take scary decisions, you know, take scary leaps, right? And I promise you, like, the energy that you give yourself is always the energy you're going to get back, right? I'm a firm, firm believer in that, right? So if you're constantly in this relentless pursuit of growth, 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 the right people will come. And it's, you know, I can't sit here and explain that thoroughly, but it will happen. And you Mm -hmm. have to be able to trust your gut. You have to be able to trust your vision, right? And things will come full circle. Mm -hmm. I love that. Par, what do you think, brother? I think one thing I harp on this a lot with our clients and I harp on this with our coaches and I harp on this with everybody, you have to look internally with everything. The answer to all of your external issues is actually just simply pointing right back at you. I feel like you're the dad of us. Yes, he is. (laughs) He just comes in and drops bombs. No, but it's the truth. I always tell people, and this is reality, if anytime you have an issue with a relationship, business, whatever it is, something inside of you has not been dealt with. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. And I've seen it happen recently. Both Chad and I have gone through it, you know, in front of each other. 
it happens. Like you have to look internally. The answers always lie inside of you. And I've kind of learned, especially for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people. If you work on your relationship with yourself, if you heal, if you understand that, yo, like, you know, I love the growth mindset. Don't get me wrong, but I hear a lot of people be like, I need to be X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that doesn't require growth. You already are. You just have to make the choice to be right. There's a lot of things I hear people. I want to be a nicer person. I want to give more. I want to contribute. You, cool. Make the choice. That's not a growth thing. That's a choice. Yeah. Right. If you don't spend the time with yourself and that relationship you have with yourself, you're going to have a hard time attracting the people you're looking for. Right. So look at yourself and say, hey, am I loving myself the way I, I mentioned love? Do I understand that I am enough? Do I understand that my vision, even if right now it seems like it's only for me, there are other people. And as long as I'm nurturing my internal self, my external portion will come to fruition in time. It's just a matter of time. Right. And I, I don't, I think the one thing I always see is I've met a lot of entrepreneurs in different segments of their journey. I'm very confident in the statement, the people whose companies cap at 10, 50, hundred million, whatever. I look at the person who's in charge and I get to know them. You see a distinct difference in personal growth, very distinct difference. I can tell you from talking to founders of $10 million companies and 50 million and up, upwards of a hundred, right? It's personal growth. How much did you evolve as a person within yourself to then understand how that impacts the people around you? Because if you understand how that impacts the people around you, you can start thinking bigger, operating bigger, doing bigger, right? That's the reality. The better you understand yourself, the more you can operate at a larger scale. The problem is most people just at some point stop working on themselves. That's the Mm -hmm. truth. And I think that's something that really needs to be paid attention to is are you in tune with yourself? And then do you understand how you're evolving as time goes on? The more you spend time on yourself, it sounds selfish. The more you spend time on yourself, the better you will be at giving and evolving and contributing. And I can, I, I know that tried and true because two years ago, I was not spending enough time on myself and I was like, well, I'm on the path right now. Looking back at where I was two years ago, if you told me then, if I just spent more time with self-growth, individual improvement, you know, mindset work that I would be where I am two years later, I would have told you, nah, that's not the answer. Like I have to figure out the next business model. I have to sell X amount of products. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. Yo, I love that. It's so funny that the question was, how do I find my tribe? And pretty much every single one of us said something to do with ourselves. And it's like, like, you know, you know, it's talking about going all in on yourself and like everybody's like fresh ads, like look, internally right and like guys when we're talking about going like building a bigger friend group and finding people that support and believe in your ambitions like it does start with you it starts with the person that's looking back at you in the mirror because even if you found that friend group that you know that's this is the dream friend group that you've always wanted if you're not the dream person that you've always wanted they will sense that they will feel that yep like part of the biggest reason that you have friends that don't lift you up and support you is maybe you're not being a friend that lifts other people and supports other people up like you get give this is for all the guys and girls on here. If you're wondering why you haven't attracted the partner you're looking for, it's because you're not already the person you want to be. That's the truth. You and keep so many shitty quality people and you're like, oh, they're not X, Y, and Z. Well, are you X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Exactly. And like, guys, I'm going to leave you this last tidbit. And I don't actually think like, I'm going to hedge this before I say this, is this isn't a pitch for you to work with me or Chad or anybody, but this is the truth. People pay attention to what they pay for. And so for me, going all in on myself meant I hired a mentor. I went all in. I'm like, bro, these are my goals. I'm going all in. I want you to bring me into your community. I want to meet other people that are doing what you coach how to to do. I want to surround myself with people that are like-minded. I want to go all in. I'm not giving myself an out. I'm going to sign a commitment. I'm going to be all in. Both feet in the pool. Burn my boats. Like you pay attention to what you pay for. If you want to commit to a new life, you have to go all in. And like, I don't care if you hire me or another mentor or another mentor. It doesn't matter. You have to go all in. 
you like, you pay attention to what you pay for. You say you want to build an online fitness business and there's like a gateway to help you do that. Or you say you want to lose 50 pounds and there's a person that'll help you do that, but you're unwilling to spend the money because you're afraid that you're going to lose the money. Like you're not going all in on yourself. Like you're not betting on yourself. You're not committing to yourself. You've got to go all in because when you go all in, you can join a team or a tribe of people that are like on the same page as you that support your mission, that believe in your goals. Like, I don't know about how you guys run your, actually, I do know how you guys run your coaching program, but for me, that's what we created. Like that is the 10K Academy. We are all in for each other and ourselves. And like, you can sense the energy in the group, like everyone in the group, like you can feel it. Everybody wants each other to win. And that's what you need in order to be successful is you need to go all in and you need, need to be around people who are going all in. Absolutely. 100%. I think Boom. a lot of it's even like shutting the ego a little bit and just saying, yo, you know, I got to know that, you know, I'm not exactly in the place I want to be. And I got to constantly pursue a relationship with myself. Otherwise, my life's not going to stay exciting. And I'm going to stay stuck here. Right. And, you know, us right now, we can tell when someone's trying to be someone they're not. Hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. So I just want to leave that in there. That's it. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow a successful online business. I'm joined by these legends. And guys, where can my podcast listeners find you guys? Everybody, tell them your social medias or where you want them to find you. Chad Morgan Fit on IG or at Beyond Built Training. At Farshad Sarafi, pretty straightforward. At Farshad Sarafi, all right. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Cole DeSilva. And at Cole Lewis to sell that on Instagram or the Wake Up With The Wolf podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That's it. That's all. We hope you guys have the best day of your entire life. <laughs>